What now? What now? What now? Say what now? What now? Let me tell you what now. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the What Now Weekly Reboot Podcast. I am your host, Andy B. Um, thanks again for checking back with us. I really appreciate the support so far. Gotten a couple of good comments and things out there, so really appreciate it. Trying to get it in a constructive fashion and keep moving forward. Uh, I played around a little bit last week. Um, I was going to try and edit the videos, and I did it pretty well with the audio. Kind of got some of the stuff out that I didn't want in there. Uh, gaps and taking drinks and that kind of stuff. The video I haven't gotten down so well, so I'm just going to shoot from the hip. I'm just going to play it live and see where it goes. I'll straight Bill O'Reilly this and <laughs> try and enjoy it. So bear with me. Uh, I'm going to play with the formats, you know, in the beginning just to see how things go and uh, go from there. So appreciate it again. Uh, a lot of stuff happening this week. Uh, some pretty good highlights going on. It was a short week. We did have the 4th of July, so a holiday was in there. Um, but other than that, some some good stuff going on. So let's go ahead and dig on right into the headlines and kind of try to catch you up on the week. First big news that I saw this week was Netflix and Comcast have come together now. Um, this is a pretty big step for Comcast and cable companies in general, accepting Netflix as a rival or as a partner, if you will, uh, and allowing their apps to be installed on their cable top box. Now, as far as I know, there will be no channel guide or anything similar to that on the actual X1 system. It'll be just the app, but you can launch the app from the cable box and uh, go straight from there rather than going to a smart TV or an external media player like a Roku or a Chromecast. So that's pretty dang cool. Um, they didn't announce when uh, this would happen. I would imagine it would probably be here in the near future with the X1 system being predominant predominantly uh, pretty popular right now um, <laughs> I actually just got rid of ours and I'll talk about that a little bit later in cutting the cord but uh, it, it was a great system and it worked well it's just the expense of the system is far beyond anything along those lines so uh, that's that's what I'll say about that one uh, the next big thing unless you've been living under a rock you've seen this it's been showing up on your social media it's been showing up everywhere. You've probably run into somebody while you're walking to your car or to the grocery store, and that is Pokemon Go. Uh, as you notice, I do have my Pikachu shirt on, so I've been out there catching my Pokemon, trying to be the best there ever was. Uh, the launch of this game has been huge, to say the least. Uh, the servers could not handle it. They still can't handle it at times right now. Um, it's just a, a phenomenon at the moment, and I don't think they were expecting anything close to this. Uh, it's a very simple overlay of Ingress, which is the Nintech uh, company that runs this as well, uh, but a much better uh, approach to it. In Ingress, you had to go to spots, and you had you know agents and that kind of thing, which is similar to what we have now. There are Poke Gyms and there's Poke Spots. But there's the in-between factor of being able to catch Pokemon when you're not at a stop. So if you live, you know, pretty far from a stop, you're not going to go to that spot every day. You know, the gym battles are not going to be there, but there are going to be Pokemon around your house. You can still play. You can still enjoy the game. Uh, so that's really where this one picks up. 
I'm up to about 50 of the 250 Pokemon at a level 8 and going with Team Valor Red all the way. So, <laughs> for you guys out there guessing which one I am, it is Team Red. There are three teams. There is Blue, Red, and Yellow, or Mystic and Valor, as they like to call them. Really well done. Really enjoying it. I've enjoyed Pokemon since the beginning. Uh, even being a little bit on the older edge of it, uh, to just enjoy it for the fact of what it was. Uh, and it's just been a fun, a game changer every time it comes out. I mean, it's been crushing things for 20 years. It launches this free app, and it's you know crushing it again. And this is kind of the first move for Nintendo to team up with somebody and get a good mobile app and kind of get into that market again. So it, it's good to see it. Um, the subreddit is blown up for Pokemon Go. I highly recommend going checking that out. And even some of the stories that are coming out of the news. Uh, a young teenage girl came across a dead body when she was trying to catch a Pokemon. Just random stuff like this. A crash in Boston on the highway from a guy trying to catch a Pikachu. Um, the stories have been outrageous, and I don't know how many of them are true, but it is definitely stirring up a buzz uh, on everything that's going on. So definitely go check it out. Um, so the first half of this is definitely a little bit more lighthearted. The next few things I'm going to talk are going to be uh, a little more difficult, but there are questions that I will take in more of the technological standpoints and those factors rather than the actual moral standpoints and everything else. The first one being uh, the Facebook live stream of a gentleman from his girlfriend who had been shot by police uh, in his car. It was pretty graphic. You could see him bleeding. Um, she was explaining on the live feed what was going on. Um, and I'm not here to discuss or argue truth or lies or what is or is not and you know insert any word lives matter uh, that's not the stand that I am taking uh, the stand that I am taking though oh see Reaper fell <laughs> rolling with it on the live stream so the the stand that I am taking with this one is the video went down as soon as it went up and now the censorship that Facebook has to offer into this is my question of where it comes into uh, the same thing we had I discussed I think first or second episode was the streaming inside the Senate with the house Senate uh, without those cameras and phones on the inside and streaming to the outside we wouldn't really have been to know what was going on uh, are they going to put a censorship in place at Facebook as a news media outlet would have to at this point now with it streaming live to make sure that we're not showing things. I mean, there's, you know, great things are going to be able to be shown if somebody's not there for birth of a grandchild or, you know, a birthday party or a wedding or something along those lines. Somebody will get to see it. But with the good comes the bad, and you'll, you know, will terrorists use this to live feed uh, an execution? Will, you know, the gang relations or you know, criminal activity, something along these lines, be broadcast to people? It's, it's a very hard question to answer and where do we draw the line who do we hold accountable for maintaining such things does that fall onto Facebook does that fall on us as a society so those are the questions that I ask you to think about when you open these uh, videos and you you know discuss them with the people that you work and in, in your family and things like that make sure that you are open and honest about it 
to know that it has both both sides of that coin. Uh, the other piece that I want to talk about is the other piece that happened in Dallas. Uh, unfortunately, a gentleman took the lives of a couple officers and wounded a couple others with the intent. Um, again, I'm not here to say, okay, this, you know, good, bad, indifferent. Uh, I'm not taking the point of, of the moral story. I'm, I'm taking the tech piece of this. With the fact that they used a robot to basically use a bomb and go into where he had held himself up and, and blow him up, if you will, to, to get the kill. And I have no issue with that in the fact that it saved the lives of officers having to charge in and replace that with a robot of source that could be replaced. Um, I, I see it as a last stand event though. They had tried that. They had tried, uh, you know, negotiations and on the phone and trying to get him to back down and do that kind of thing and this was the, like the last option they had available and I understand that and now it brings in this option of drones and robots and how will they be used in law enforcement and military and even on a daily civilian basis at this point um, privacy and you know encryption and these are all the things that matter to us but how how far do we go where is that line to what we shut out for morals and the obligations that we have so just I know the second half of these headlines is pretty dark asking some tough questions all I ask you is to think about it I'm not telling you you're right I'm not telling you you're wrong I'm just saying think about it discuss it have an open discussion um, go into the discussion of what I've just said not right or wrong just to hear the other side as long as it contains valid points and you know correct information that's all that I ask so, with that, like I said, it's a little bit darker to start with this time around, and I apologize, but some some good did come out of the week, and we've also had some bad, so we, you know, put our, our trust in the future will be better, and the only way to really do that is for us to go for ourselves. So, and on that note, I'm going to transfer out of the headlines, uh, let's move into something a little more tech-based, a little more along the lines of what we're here for and keep moving forward um, so within the last week uh, me and my five-year-old have been flipping through Netflix and we've decided that we are going to watch a show together and as I, I come through and I realize all of the shows that Netflix has brought back at this point I hadn't even you know, really given Netflix a good chance in a while I've been stuck on Hulu uh, going through shows on that and They've really brought a lot of them back, and it's crazy to see this kind of stuff. Uh, the first one that came back, and we both enjoyed it really well over about six episodes in, is Voltron, the Legendary Defender. Um, it's a little different than the original one, I'll give you that, uh, but it holds a lot of the same things true. It does introduce a different character to kind of take the spot of uh, where Keith would be in this, I guess you would say. But it still has Princess Alora, uh, it still has Hunk and Pidge and all the ones that you Keith and Lance that you're used to seeing. Uh, and the line is pretty decent looking, and I'll give them that. It's better than any of the reboots that I've seen in a long time. Um, real good story. I, I think it teaches a good amount of you know, the standard 80s style of, of having a character and 
and you know things may not be perfect in the past but moving forward and trying to be the better person uh, and make things better for those around you and that's what I really hope that my five-year-old picks up uh, all on the wiki page they've got it all updated you can see the uh, cool old line if you're watching this for the audio people sorry I can't show you the picture but I used to have all of these guys when they were the big old metal robots or, or metal cats you know and it weighed a ton just to put them all together and it's pretty cool to see it come back and stay pretty close to that so for my recommendation on Netflix this week is definitely going to be a Voltron Legendary Defender a lot of good stuff going on on there so check it out I was going to do a movie review uh, with it being the short week I haven't had time I plan to probably throw it in there next week I'm going to watch uh, Terminus uh, it's an Australian sci-fi movie it looked pretty good um, hasn't gotten the best reviews from what I had looked up pretty quickly but that's okay not reviews aren't everything uh, and I will be reviewing uh, Strange Things uh, for next week as well that's be coming out on Netflix on Friday so stay f uh, tuned for that one and definitely look forward to that that is uh, going to be really really good um, as I said earlier though I had come to a point within the last couple of weeks where the cable box in our house with it being summer was not being used to the extent that it normally would say during in the winter in the north. Uh, being, I do live in the south and it's, the weather is wonderful, we're near a beach, we have a pool for our where we live, um, so we're outdoors a lot and getting the cable bill every month for you know 180 almost $200 for channels that we'd never get to watch was getting old. I've heard a lot about cord cutting. I've, you know, a lot of people talk about it. I listen to a couple different podcasts, and that's everyone on there has basically already done this. So I finally decided to take that step too, as if you will. Uh, I jumped in and I called you know, Xfinity, let them know, you know, I was still going to require the internet. Uh, the internet just just needed for all the things that we do with our tablets and phones. Um, and then even with cutting the cords, keeping the Hulus and the Netflix, you still need the internet. So I got a pretty good deal for about 50 bucks on a decently fast one that'll hold up with what we need. And I've got Hulu, I've got Netflix, I have Amazon Prime, so that does come with the Amazon Video, which I look forward to uh, Grand Tour when it comes out with those other guys from the old Top Gear. And I went ahead and went with um, the PlayStation View, I'll show you that. Uh, it's a service that's offered by PlayStation uh, that offers anywhere from, I think, 50 up to 100 channels, uh, all of them HD, and it is bound to your house, so depending on where you live, you can get some of your local news and other things like that, but just about everything that you would watch is on here, but the nice part is, is I have an app so I can watch it on the go, or traveling, I can have it on the tablet, and you know, my young ones can watch it. And it even still has a cloud-based DVR. So for a fraction of what I was paying with Comcast, um, I've gotten everything, including internet, down to $100. So I've cut that bill in half, and I've gave myself the mobility of being able to do all these things on the go. Um, so if you're thinking about trying to cut the cord or you know get rid of cable for good, this is one of those ones that is out there. Uh, Sling is the other one that a lot of people recommend. Um, I have not tried Sling. Sling is a little bit cheaper, but the channel selection is a little bit less. Uh, the package that I picked allowed me to have BN Sports, um, I, so that way I can watch Barcelona. 
I still have all the, you know, Fox Sports, and I have Nickelodeons, the Cartoon Networks, Discovery, uh, AMCs, so I can still watch, you know, Preacher and Walking Dead. Um, I don't have HBO, but with Game of Thrones being on, gone for a, a little bit over, even worse than a year now with the latest news, uh, I think I'll be okay for a while. And even then, I can get with the standalone for the $12 a month, pay that for two months, and I can still get to watch uh, Game of Thrones. So, it comes down to what you'd like to do for yourself. Um, I've gone ahead and dove in for me and my family at this point, and uh, we'll see where it goes. I've got two of the Amazon Fire Sticks, one in the living room and then one in the bedroom. Uh, my young ones have the PlayStation 3 in their bedroom, so everybody has the option to stream any media that they want. I still have the parental locks that I need, um, so that nothing bad is shown. And I, don't, I, th I think it's going to work out really well. This is the first week. I've had no issues. Um, so we'll see. I'll get, I'll get back to you. I'll let you know how everything's going at that point. So a lot of TV this week. Um, I didn't get to get the movie. Like I said, it was a short week. And I haven't actually finished uh, The Fireman by Joe Hill. I'm still reading that. And it's fantastic. Still, go if you haven't read it yet. If you're thinking about going and reading it, go and pick it up. Buy it on Kindle, go to your local bookstore, do whatever you do for your uh, source for reading, and definitely go and pick it up. It's really, really good. I'm a slow reader, and I'm still working my way through it. It's still holding my interest. It's really, really good. So get out there, pick it up. So a game review for the week. Um, one of the ones I picked up on the Steam set, which is ended now at this point, though, um, is Fantasy Grounds. It's one of those things that's intrigued me. I've seen it on there for a while. It is a D&D &D simulator, if you will. It has all the character sheets. It has all the dice bots. It has all of this with the multiplayer function um, so that multiple people can connect. Everyone does have to own the game, and you can actually buy the expansions. So if you're wanting to play a certain set or a certain edition, uh, everybody would have to own that, but they are all available. And I want to say he's sanctioned by the actual official Dungeons and Dragons now at this point. I have opened it up and played around with it. I haven't been able to set it up uh, to actually get into a game, but there is a lot of good stuff on their website. They have a full looking for group. Um, so they have anything you can think of, you know, party seeking one with DMs. If you want to be a DM, you can list the things up here. Um, and the guys over at Broken Joysticks, they actually went through and got a good review on it. Just, you know, basic overview really good talking about how easy and, and you know even without a tutorial it's pretty easy to lay out and understand uh, everything is there the maps are really good it's really well done this is a well put together game so I'm looking forward to this um, I'm gonna have to take a little time I'll probably do it this afternoon with it on the weekends as I work during the week uh, to see if I can find a group and set it up maybe set it up for like a Tuesday or Wednesday if anybody's interested and wants to try it, uh, I believe the game itself is either $20 or $30 on Steam. So, let's see, what's, uh, I can't just show me the price anymore because I actually own it. So, But, let me know. We can get together on that, figure out a campaign, and kind of go from there. So, lots of good stuff in there. Really enjoyed it. Uh, really looking forward to playing around with it. Maybe even trying to be a DM. I haven't played... Dungeons and Dragons, but once or twice, and I enjoyed it. Most of the games that we play now are based on it. If you think about 
you know, World of Warcraft is basically a live-action version. It's rolling the dice, uh, random number generator, um, and moving it from there. So it's it's not much different if you think about it that way. Uh, I'd like to know what you guys are playing, though. Uh, I know I've thrown up some reviews from some of the games. I'm still trying to play Ark. <laughs> it's really, really tough. It's such a fun game. Overwatch competitive play, I've been going through that. Still not understanding the system they have set up. Went 5 for 5 and placed 43 gold medals and 3 player of the games at most of the time, so I'm not really sure what their criteria is. Um, I guess if you don't always stand on the point or, you know, get that, then they, I just, I just don't get it, the points I need to it. So, but again, I'd like to know what you guys are playing. You know, send me an email. Uh, what's up? Or, sorry. WhatNowPC at gmail.com. Or uh, check us out on the subreddit, uh, RE+. And we are also, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any of those. Leave me a comment. Say, uh, let me know what you guys are reading, playing, watching, any of that stuff. So, and we can kind of talk about some more and then go from there. Uh, I am still looking. If anybody wants to co-host and go through Skype got everything able to set up to do that so like I said email me or contact me on one of those and let me know I usually try and record on Saturdays and get them out there uh, with everything now being available on iTunes Google Music uh, YouTube and pretty much your favorite podcasting app uh, everything is posted up there so please let me know all right so the last two pieces I want to talk about are some tech reviews uh, last two weeks I've talked about two different moto phones that have been out there uh, so we're going to switch it up a little bit this week. We're going to go with the OnePlus 3. Uh, OnePluses have been out there for a while. Um, they've been great phones. I've been shafted on the end of that I have Verizon, and I haven't been able to actually use them, though. That's the problem. No CDMA support. It's all been GSM and others. But it is supporting the 4G, so hopefully in the near future, maybe the OnePlus 4 will actually get to use it as we move into new generations of uh network connectivity if you will. Now the nice part about the OnePlus is, is they've always been great quality and the operating system itself, the overlay of Android has always been fantastic. It originated out of the Cyogen mod um, which I was a fan of using my Droid 2 uh, back in the day and using the ROMs and you know see what uh, people had forked together from all of that and having to install the gaps. A lot of good stuff came out of this, and I think a lot of features now uh, have moved over. I wanted to say the guy that did Cyogenmod actually ended up going to Samsung for a while, and a lot of those features got incorporated, which was pretty cool. Uh, Stat-wise, uh, size-wise, it's pretty decent. It's probably similar to the Moto X that I have. It's running the 820 Snapdragon with 6 gigs of RAM, uh, 64 uh, gigabytes on storage, fingerprint uh, scanner, does have the USB Type-C port, um, which is something we're all kind of coming into that area and trying to, I guess, move forward and accept it. I'm just not really sure if I'm ready to give up the headphone jack. I don't know a lot of people that are yet. Luckily, it still has it on this one. It does have what they call the Dash Charge, which is the fast charge system um, that everybody has, which has gotten much better with all of these. It's so much easier, 15 minutes and... You've got 80% of your battery basically ready to go. So everything looks good. The bands on it are pretty wide open. Um, can't really see anything bad about it. The optical mold, definitely good. 
720 video in the slow motion 4k in your regulars but it's at 30 frames a second so if you're on AT&T T-Mobile Sprint any of things uh, definitely give it a shot the, the system no longer requires a, an invitation like they did early on and they're just kind of getting on their feet and their product supply really wasn't there yet I think they're kind of coming into their own now and I think in the near future you know one plus four one plus five we'll see a lot more availability maybe even availability at stores and, and going from there um, so that's your phone review for the week and your tech piece uh, the last one I want to talk about which is some pretty cool stuff that's going on uh, we talked about Pokemon Go which is using the augmented reality uh, we've talked about Vive and Oculus being out there which is the virtual reality so we have all of these pieces coming together and you know piece stories like this are starting to pop up of like a hollow deck you know, solving problems in virtual reality or augmented, and you've got things like the Microsoft uh, HoloLens. With this, it gives us the opportunity to visualize things that we haven't been able to see before and do things from a distance or for places that we might not have been able to get to before. So the app, the I guess effect on society in a general is how, where does this go? I mean. Doctors are starting to use robots and, and far off things like this from other hospitals to be able to do, you know, brain surgeries and heart surgeries. Well, at this point, do we incorporate this and make it a little bit easier so that the doctor can actually be a hands-on and the skeletal robot will be there and, and create exactly his motions. Um, and he'll see it all in virtual reality with like an augmentation, you know. The, the amount of things that could be done with this is crazy and if you think about it you know we're projecting these images and you know creating these spaces for us in a different environment is is phenomenal and i'm really looking forward to the way things are going to go with this uh, the hololens is not out yet uh, it will be available soon i think it's going to be pretty expensive um, but the virtual reality stuff like the htc vive and the oculus are out between five and six hundreds i think 800 for the vive so, I mean, we're still this is the early on portion of this. Um, so, in the two, three years, we'll see where it goes and, you know, what we're able to do with it and what we could accomplish uh, for the good of stuff. So, really looking forward to that. So, again, that's about it for this week. I appreciate it, guys, everything. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, for everyone, you know, like I said, leave a comment, uh, give us a, a subscribe, or give us a like. Uh, whatever you got available and uh, keep checking us out so again i appreciate it uh, that's going to be it for this on this episode i will see you guys next week